Hi, my name is Barrington Miller. I'm Director of Issuer Engagement at the Canadian Securities Exchange. And today we have a special program where we're talking a little bit about Black History Month and in particular, some of the people involved in the corporate landscape within uh, within Toronto. And I'm here with newly appointed uh, CEO, uh, Dexter John with Moro Sedali. And I say newly appointed as he is not new at being a CEO, but new at being a CEO with Moro Sedali. Uh, which covers um, across Canada. Now, uh, Moro Sedali does some M&A advisory, uh, corporate governance, and all types of those things, but we're not really going to get into that. What we are going to get into is what is it like being Black on Bay Street and what is the journey? And when I say Bay Street, it's not just Bay. It's how it's from one coast to the other. So uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Mr. Dexter John. Dexter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Barrington. Looking forward to having an engaging conversation. Um, yes, as as am I. Um, can you, uh, before we really get into it, just to inform our audience, can you tell us just a little bit about your background and you know where you're from? Sure. Um, born in Montreal, um, but my family's from a small island in the West Indies called St. Vincent. I grew up in a single parent home in Scarborough. Um, I am now, uh, you know, I live in Whitby now. I've been married for, I guess it'd be 27 years in, in May with two kids, a boy, DeAndre, turned 26 yesterday and a daughter, Jasmine, 22, in her last year at university at Dalhousie. Well, thank, thanks for that, Dexter. And, uh, you know, big hugs to the family, but uh, we're going to get into it. Like, do you ever just get tired of, of air quotes, the burden <laughs> and, and the burden is of, of having to explain and, or, or people turning to you. Like for me personally, I don't get tired of it. Like I want to do it. I'm glad to do it. Um, and if people are asking and they're making the effort to learn or to enhance their knowledge or whatever, and I can help, then I'm going to do that because um, you know, I hope somebody would do it for me as, as well, but you know, what you're, what you were saying is for, for all the, for all the successes that you've done, like you put in the time, you put in the work, you've, you've done those things and luck and opportunity and chance, uh, all combined in that sweet Bermuda triangle of, uh, you know, success. Yes, it is special. It is special here. It's special in Toronto, it's special in a metropolitan city such as Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Like that's, that's why it is special. It's not like, yes, I agree. You should be able to follow these things and, you know, chances are you will be, but that's not necessarily the case or hasn't been the case. Yeah, no. And, and, and to, to go along that point, right. Like you, I have no problem taking time to speak to people who want to ask questions. I think we owe it to ourselves to play it forward, right? Um, I've had people who laid this, the, the pavement in front of me that have come back to me, and my goal in life is to make sure I do the same for those that, that are following. I guess my struggles or my frustration at times, I said to you, is this that we, it's sad to see at 2022, we still think it's a surprise when you see a Black man that's a CEO or, or a black, black man that's doing well outside of the typical entertainment business, right? This is 2022. I mean, we, we've all put in our time. I mean, yes, 
they're looking at the, the, the professional schools, there's parity, there's equality, there's, you know, 50% women and men, gender, all that stuff. But yet, when someone achieves a certain goal or a standard or a criteria, we still act surprised. And that, to me, is saddening. We shouldn't be acting surprised anymore. I understand it's hard work. I'm not saying that, trust me, I grew up in a single-parent home. I lived in the, I lived, I don't want to say ghetto because there was no ghettos in Canada, but, you know, I lived in the hood, metro housing, whatever else, you know, rats and roaches and all that type of stuff. But yeah. guess what? I had, a, I had an ambition. I had a desire. I wanted to do certain things in my life. And I just put my head down and got there. Yes, some opportunities presented itself. Doors opened. I jumped through them. And here we are, right? But in the end of the day, if you take your career path in your own hands and you try to utilize the opportunities that are in front of you. I mean, when I went to school, I didn't have this. There was nobody telling me what a lawyer looks like. No one told me what you needed to do. All I knew back then was what my mom told me. Don't, don't embarrass my last name. Don't go to jail. Yep. Don't get a girl pregnant. <laughs> Don't steal, uh, don't do drugs, and you know, don't get anybody pregnant. Yeah, that, and, that was but it. The, <laughs> my uh, what my parents would tell me is like your starting line is different. Your starting line's different. So run yeah, twice as hard, right? twice yeah, as fast. Right. You gotta to, work twice as hard, you gotta do all that type of stuff, all those cliches. And you know what? Yeah, like I look back in my high school, I remember. In uh, grade 11, back in those days, grade, grade 13. So grade 11, going into grade 12, going to my guidance counselor, and they're saying, hey, I want to talk about universities. Just want to understand what I need to do. And he looked at me. He's like, well, Dex, you're an athlete. You know, you're, you grew up in a single home. You know, you're getting bus tickets from the school. Maybe university will be too expensive for you. Maybe you should join the Army. They'll pay for your education. And I was like, what the hell? I have an 80 average. What are you saying? So I said, you know what? No problem. Can I have my transcripts? He said, here. I said, have a nice day. I walked out, went to Lamoureux Collegiate, and enrolled the next day. <laughs> right? He had nothing. Yeah. He, he had nothing to do to help me. And it's sad, right? Here, that, that story is just one. I hear millions of other stories oh. where teachers and were, you know position of influence did not help, did not promote you. They actually tried to put you down. I was lucky. I had a track coach at Lamb, Mr. Taylor Statton, at a high school uh, grade eight teacher named Michael Nicholson. Those two guys believed in me, and I still talk to them now. They're my mentors to an extent. And they were always at your decks. You're a great athlete. You can be a sprinter. You can go to the States. But recognize you blow up your knee, you're nothing. Stay in the books. Focus on the books. That's the stuff that, that yep. meant something to me. So I was very fortunate to have those two men in my life at that time. Otherwise, who knows, right? I could have been doing other things that didn't work out in the way that they have. You know, that's, uh, we talk about, there's so much to unpack and unravel here. And, uh, for our audience and our listeners, if you're if you're just joining, I'm here with uh, Dexter John. My name is Barrington Miller with the Canadian Securities Exchange, and this is a special episode, just talking a little bit about being black on Bay Street. And uh, but Bay Street isn't just Bay Street; it's whatever street, or whatever corporate Canada, corporate U.S., and um, some of the some of the shared experiences. Um, role models uh particularly male role models and sometimes they've been absent um unfortunately and there's a whole history that we can get into as to why but but you had two really important ones and i i think you know where those crossroads are when you look back like had you not had one or any of them things things would have turned out different like 100 percent 
Just, I also had a very st- had a very strong mother that made it very clear that uh, if you know if I'm not going to take stuff seriously, don't be living in this house. So <laughs> yeah, school. My uh, my friends laugh, and uh, I hope my friend Adam is listening to this. Uh, they're the three S's: school, sports, and social. Pick two, and uh, school has to be one of them. That was it. So if you love sports, great. If you if you don't, you want to be social, then sure, go ahead, but. Either way, you're you're gonna hit school. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, this is interesting. Let's let's go back. What what was the light bulb? What was your aha moment to getting into getting into business, getting into uh, I guess corporate Canada? Because there had to be there had to be something. It's hard to really say. You know, um, I don't think there was an aha moment. I've always said I was going to do it. Right. I mean, I remember in grade 12, they took us to a tour downtown and some business class I was taking in grade 12. And we went down to the Toronto Stock Exchange and I saw the mayhem and all the noise. And I, I was like, wow, I want to work here. You know, five years later, I worked there. <laughs> right. I, you know, while I was working there, I was thinking about my career and what I want to do in my life. And, you know, I was talking about, I was thinking about law school. And, uh, you know, I, remember, I met with uh, a woman, I never forget her name, never forget her name is Barbara Stymies. Uh, she used to be the, the I think, the CEO, CEO of TMX at one point, as well as the chairwoman of the RBC. Anyhow, I met with her. She was still working at Nesbitt Burns, and she was, she had no reason to meet with me, none whatsoever. But she decided to take out an hour of her time to talk to me about my career. And I remember her saying to me, don't go to law school, do your CFA, you'll make more money. And funny enough, I didn't listen to her. I went to law school, and I ran into her a few times, and I still talk to her to this day. And I always joked around saying, you know, uh, everything seemed to work out the path I wanted to take. But more importantly, she had no business talking to me. And again, luck, opportunities, maybe guidance from above, who knows? Those moments in time, as you look back at them and, you know, whether they were there to direct me or not, it happened and it had an influence. Working on the Toronto Stock Exchange trading floor, I was amongst you know, these brokers that were making a crap load of money, you know, having fun doing it. And then they would invite me to meetings with the CEO of banks. You know, I'm 21, 22 years of age in that room, seeing how those they move, and, you know, just right. observing, being a sponge, right? So, I, again, I always say to folks, I'm, I got very lucky at a young age for some of the opportunities that, that, that were given to me that allowed me to go down this path. Um, so, again... Like I said, I have no problem in giving back because if anything I have done to open a door for someone else, it's great. That's beautiful. But, you know, back to your original question, it just it's sad to see where we are still in this day and age that uh, we still feel surprised when we arrive. Um, you know, and I know don't get me wrong. I know it's not easy for us to arrive because we still live in an environment where people have preconceived opinions. Or oh, they don't definitely. To be there, right. Like even when I went to law school. I remember, you know, the first the first day we all had a social event, you know, people were talking about their LSAT scores and like, who does that? Like, you know, what I mean, like, why do you need to tell someone that you got this out of that it makes you feel better? Right. And, you know, the assumption was that oh, the six black folks that were in our, in, in our year at Queens was 150 students, six were black. And, you know, they all like, well, how did you get here? What did you do? Like they, 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 they didn't at that point recognize that, you know what, we all deserve to be here. We are all smart. We all got great marks and did what we had to do to get to where we are. And, you know, for some people that was news to them. But as time progressed and you got to know each other and become friends, 
you know, they're like, you know, you, you're, you're treated equally and they, they believe you believe you belonged in the room. But again, it took that time. Whereas if I was not black, I was already accepted. Now I already was in it that. wouldn't even be a question. Exactly. Um, yeah, I remember my first job out of university. Uh, you know, I went to I went to a really good school and got hired by a big big firm in New York. And literally within the first week, like somebody's like, "Oh, was this? Are you part of the affirmative action program?" Yeah. And I was like, "I don't think so." I mean, went to Princeton and graduated with nineties, <laughs> played sports. <laughs> I think that might have something to do with it, but um, but yeah, that was the first. But it's having to be asked that, like, it's like, why is that the first, that's the go-to that there is something special that had to be done in order for you to be where you are and not just the, the, the character of your, of your grades and marks or of, of your personality. Um, that's that, that hasn't changed. And do you see it changing? Like you're, you've become a CEO. Like, is this, is this where the change happens do you feel that this is an anomaly i mean i hope to god not but but you know how far have we really really come ah, that's a good question i i i i think we have a long way to go my friend <laughs> to be honest with you i don't think this is an anomaly in, in any sense of that uh, of the word it's again you know um look ceo whatever cfo all those are just letters and titles it's a job. I mean, you know, I, I was a CEO of the previous company I was at. You know, we just got bought by this company and they, they made me the CEO of Canada. So, again, it, it, in my case, it's the work has been done. The team has been created. The, the, the value has been delivered and the reputations on the street of what who I am and what my team is like. So when someone comes in and wants to make a purchase, they, they take all of that into consideration and they recognize culture, fit, everything else. What does this person bring to the table? So. Um, you know, are there people, more people like me on the street? Absolutely. Um, are they getting the opportunities? Eh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I won't lie. Remember, my case is very unique. I was working at a company for 10 years, and I just got frustrated being owned by a hedge fund and not being able to grow the company I thought I could. So I broke off and created right. my own company. So I created my own company. It was called Griffin at that point in time. And, you know, like I said, in two and a half years, we did so well that this, you know, moral Sedali comes along and wants to buy us. Right. So I mean, I created my own first CEO ship, so to speak, by having my own company, being an entrepreneur, doing my own thing. And then now I've proven myself that way. And now another company bought, bought us and, you know, I continue to be the CEO. But, you know, it, it, would that have happened if I stayed in the same role? Was, it, was there a path to the top? I didn't I didn't see it. Right. But, right. you know, at some point we all got to make your own choices. And I, look, I'll be honest, like being a CEO and I hate saying it like it's, it's something special, but you have to make a choice, right? None of this stuff is easy. Like, you know, bigger title, bigger responsibilities. And not everybody's cut out for it, right? Like, no, they don't understand, sure. like, you know, like law school, everyone, people want to be a lawyer. Oh, I see, what, I see what it looks like on TV. No, TV has nothing to do. It's not about dinners. Yo, you would put, you're putting in hours. Like, my first year I articled, I worked 51 out of 52 weeks, right? Every day. Yeah. 18 hours, <laughs> Right. People don't realize I asked my wife. I wasn't around half the time, right? But all that work became better as time progressed. But, you know, a lot of people, and I'm not being disrespectful when I say that, a lot of people don't understand that there's a sacrifice that comes along with wanting all that 
you know, so-called go- the Holy Grail. Right. Being in the position that you are right now, um, what are you going to do to help foster the next uh, Dexter Johns or the next Barrington Millers? Like what, what yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? How, I mean, I understand that you're, you're, you're doing a show like this and you're talking about shared experiences and that, but um, you know, there's, there's more that we can do. And oh, absolutely. And in my case, I think I am not, I'm not telling my horn, but I mean, I'm one of the founders of the black opportunity fund. I'm involved with those guys. I'm involved with grassroots development of, you know, people of color from the young age. Like I don't believe in jumping into the mix at age, you know, when they're 18 and 19, I'm starting, I go to the public schools and start putting this yep. stuff in their heads now, because guess what? That wasn't put in my head at an early age. Right. So, you know, I'm in a position where I can be able to use my my, my platform to, to influence others. So I try my best to, you know, talk to the youth of tomorrow, right? I mean, good, bad, and ugly, you know, good areas, bad areas. You just got to go in there and talk and you mentor. I, I have a few kids that are young adults that I mentor. I have, you know, adults that I mentor, right? So it's trying to navigate the system and navigate how this, the, the, the playing field is not necessarily even and how do you try to make it even on your front? And again, mentoring is one thing and sponsorship is another thing, right? So, you know, it's great yeah, to have go a mentor. Into that. Also, go into that. You also yeah. need someone to be a, your sponsor, someone to believe in you and, you know, be able to help navigate in the organization or help, uh, you know, be your guardian angel. Without that, it's, it, 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 it's very difficult, right? Because you don't want to be coming off that you're too ambitious or, you know, you're just trying to move up the ladder. Everything comes, has to come natural, Right. And um, again, there's nothing wrong saying, hey, I want your job at some point in time, but you know, are you gonna stab someone in the back to get it? Like, I don't know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, I wouldn't do that, but ultimately you gotta have your own plan that you're comfortable in to, to achieve your goals. And if you realize, as I tell people, the one thing, if you realize what you wanna get cannot be achieved where you're at, you gotta leave. And I think a lot of us don't do that. We get complacent, we get nervous, you know, we've culturally and socially being trained to get that secure job and everything else. So yep. you do all that, you get it, you achieve it. You think you've arrived and okay, I got that, I got that pension or whatever else behind me, but you're not happy, right? So as I tell my kids, it's like, you can chase money. Great. It's not going to make you happy. Chase your happiness and the money will come. Absolutely. Find a, find a job that ain't work and <laughs> never work a day in your life, man. Right. It's true. It's really true. Um, I guess what, you know, and thank you for, for taking, for taking the time. Uh, what's, what's one piece of advice because there's always, you're always, do, always learning lessons. And what's one advice that you would have, that you'll give, that you would give the really, really young Dexter John, um, about, about the, the stuff that you've learned so far and your journey. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Or, or, or a couple things because it's a not better just... to myself, so to speak. What would I have told the old ex to do differently? Honestly, to be honest, it's not much. Like I, I don't, that's, that, that sounds arrogant, but it's, it's not. Um, no, because it, it does, actually it doesn't sound arrogant because all of the, all of the trials and tribulations and the journey got has me here. brought you here. So exactly. why would so, you want to do it different? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Not much. Right. I mean, yeah. I think maybe maybe my second year university, I, I should have taken it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that, that that might be about it, really. But um, yeah, no, I, I have no, nothing 
there's no regrets in anything that I have done in my decisions. I mean, you know, and I, I, I maybe I live that way by not having regrets. Um, but I think of a young person, I would just say that the real key is, I, I would say is, and it sounds, again, this may not sound feasible, but edu- the, the school, education is, is, is greater than school. When I say that, I mean, we live in a, a North America and, you know, if you're American and, and uh, any American listeners don't take offense to this, you know, there is a world outside of the North of the 49th parallel, right? So I would say if you have an opportunity to travel, to do it. If you have those exchange programs, like maybe that's a regret. They had so many exchange programs when I was in public school, but I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jock. I'm an athlete. You know, that, that's for the, the nerds or whatever else. That's how I thought. Not saying nerds is the appropriate word, but back then that's how we thought. And, and, and but in hindsight, I wish I took those opportunities. I think travel allows you to see other cultures, allows you to see how other people live, lets you see how broad this world is. And it's something that when you get into an environment of, of a corporate environment, you can speak about, right? The one thing I remember, you know, going into those early interviews as a lawyer is walking into these rooms, people are talking about, oh, you know, we were in France with my family doing this, that, and England. And you're sitting there like, oh, shit, I haven't gone anywhere. But I was able to say, oh, guess what? Yeah, I was there too, <laughs> right? right. I, you know, my mom took me here. My this, I have did that. I did all these things. You know, I threw my track and field in football. I was able to travel here and there. So I was able to communicate about educa- other things outside of the classroom that was educational that made me interesting. So I would say to anyone that's listening, if you can travel, try your best to travel. Do not think that a place is across the world that's expensive. Like I always look at Africa, for example. People are like, oh, how do you go to Africa? It's so expensive. I'm like, no, Africa is cheaper than going to Vancouver from here. <laughs> right? So, you know, do the research. That I did not know. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. People don't know that because they make the assumption. Right? So, again, there should be, I've always told myself and my kids, there's nothing that I can't do. And I will never say no to anything. So, you know, I will, I will go and do the work before I let someone else tell me what the answer is. So, as I said, someone's saying, oh, well, Africa's too expensive. I'm like, no, it's not. You go, go online and you'll find out. It's like, if you do it now, 800 bucks, maybe 900 bucks. Vancouver, 800 bucks, 900 bucks. <laughs> it's return, right? What, what people don't realize is the <laughs> what's expensive is the cost of not doing it. Absolutely. Uh, now, final question. The, 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 future, the future of Bay Street, the future of uh, corporate uh, Canada. Where where do you see it headed? Are we are we going in the right direction, or are we treading water? What I will say is this: there is a massive group behind that has immense potential. I met a bunch of them, I know a bunch of them, and they're really going to make things happen. I just think that my concern is: will they be given the opportunity? And again, it's not an opportunity that they have to sit here and, and be for it to be given. It has to be an opportunity that they have to take, but at the same time, let the door, at least give them a, a door, crack, open the door wider than it was for me, because you'll be surprised the talent that we have. And, and Bay Street has truly gotten much more colorful in the last five to 10 years than it was when I was starting out. So I think there's, there's, there's a lot of upside. It just comes down to, again, those that are in power, so to speak, to, to think outside the box Go out your comfort level. You know, don't just hire from your same university alma mater or or your same private school that you went to. There's other people out there that 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 bring the exact same skill set and different experiences that I think are will only help your company if you give that opportunity there. 
Wow. Thank you, Dexter. 